like, but Lord, I did all these things. The fruit of the spirit is just the character of God. And as children, we need to have the identity of our father. You don't have the identity of your father. Can you really say that you had a relationship with him? And so we have to sometimes like, like weigh the balance on, it's not just religion and it's not just relationship, it's both. Hey, I'm Amani. And this is Elijah. And this is the Deeper Waters Podcast by Pistanis Bros. Diving right into the waters right here. <laughs> so essentially, we are here to give some sort of Gen Z Bible study, you could say, where we are here as Gen Zers, and we are here to come to you and bring God's word. We are Gen Zers. We were, we're, we're told off that we're stupid, and <laughs> we might just be validating that point right now. But anyways, going into what we were looking at earlier, we're just trying to follow that same call to be fishers of people or what we believe disciples. Simply, you could call us Piscatas, Rose. What does Piscata mean? If you actually look at it, Piscato is the Spanish word for fish. And we wanted to create a name for being disciple makers, being fishers of men, and fishy dudes did not sound good. Uh, <laughs> there's a difference between fishing as a lifestyle and fishing as a hobby. And when you're living to be a disciple maker, you're pushing yourself, but when you push yourself so much, sometimes you'll you'll eventually get to that state where you, where you just start doing it. Because what, what, what would really happen if we, if we were wrong? Nothing. But if we were wrong in the other way, man, what, what, what would that life be like? 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 Hey everyone and welcome back to the Deeper Waters Podcast. We are so, so excited to have another interview. It always excites me to bring another young person on to the podcast to show you that there are people in Gen Z, there are people that are between, not not all people, there's plenty of people of all ages that are doing stuff mm-hmm. for the kingdom, that have ministries, that are doing, taking initiative and doing something on their own. And I'm just so excited to do this every time I do this. Yeah. But we will, without further ado, introduce the host, or not the host, but the host <laughs> of the Message Podcast. But I won't introduce her too much, but we have Madison Lozada here. And I'll just give her a little second to introduce herself. So, Madison Lozada, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, first, I'm super excited. Uh, Not to tell on myself, but this is literally my first time ever being asked to to do any, you know, podcasts, the other podcasts. So this is, I'm sweating over here, but um, I'm super excited. Um, You guys already said my name, the title of my podcast. a little bit about myself. Uh, I, I live in Sacramento, California. I go to Lighthouse of the Valley, which is in Stockton, so that's about an hour away from where I live. Uh, Pastor and Sister Delgado. Um, honestly, there's there's not too much. I'm I don't have too much going on. I uh, I don't know how, how to introduce myself besides my name, my church, and and just the fact that I'm just trying to do what I can for for the kingdom and the will of God over my life. So super excited to be here today. You are good. That is awesome. And like she says, she's from California. We've had quite a a few guests from California and from all Mm -hmm. over 
the country. But yes, Fire California is what we've been calling it throughout this whole time. Yes, yes. Fire California. It's not a good thing. <laughs> not that kind of fire. Not that kind of fire. <laughs> It's like, what fire are you talking about? Holy Ghost Fire. (laughs) Holy Ghost Fire, California. (laughs) I believe, I I really do believe that the fires that are going on are almost like a (laughs) spirit. As a. Right. What's going on as a spirit as well. Because there's so many testimonies I've heard from all over California. So it definitely excites me to get anybody. But a lot of California guests we've had have been amazing so far. Mm -hmm. But I do want to ask you. Has there been anything that you've just been studying recently before we even get into you and your backstory and your podcast? Anything that you've been studying recently or anything you've had a burden in your life recently about, uh, if you would like to share that? Yeah. Um, as far as studying recently, um, it's, it's crazy because um, it seems like the theme for you know this year for a lot of young people is just accepting the call in their life. Um, a lot of that, it, it also entails accepting the supernatural. I think, uh, sometimes we have a hard time accepting, you know, miracle signs and wonders, especially in our, um, Western civilization. We hear about, you know, missionaries and, and all that that's going on around the world of people getting healed and, um, you know, just all this powerful stuff. But sometimes we have a hard time seeing it over here on the West Coast. So, um, something that I've been really studying and being passionate about is just, you know, the gifts of the spirit and, you know, really operating and accepting the supernatural, um, whether that be, you know, you know, operating in a word of knowledge or, you know, prophecy or just the fivefold ministry, you know, as a whole and and really helping the young people around me understand that just kind of like how you introduced in the beginning, you don't have to wait you know, until you're 40, 50 years old to really operate in, in the gifts and the talents that God has given you. Um, more recently, Amen. if I could use a, a specific example, I was talking to a friend of mine um, about, you know, there's a scripture, I think it's either Acts chapter 18 or 19, and it's when um, this man's possessed with a demon, and it said, the Bible says that um, like there was a Jew and there was a, a couple other people who were trying to cast this demon out. The demon says, um, Paul, I know Jesus, I know, but who are you? And I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, you know, she was struggling with belief. And I was like, you got to nip that in the bud, because if you don't accept the supernatural in your life, it's going to be hard for you to operate it for others, you know? And Paul, the reason why that demon, I mean, he said, Jesus, I know Paul knows because Paul frequented the supernatural enough for the supernatural to know him by name. And so we have to be willing to, you know, pray and fast and, and be able to accept that so we can operate fully in what God has for us. So it's been my main thing. Yes, truly, truly practicing what you preach. You can't mm-hmm. really op- like you, you have to frequent it. Like if you're a stranger mm-hmm. to the supernatural and you all of a sudden one day be like, I'm going to cast the demon out. I, right. It might, especially if you don't <laughs> yeah. believe. I'm not saying you're not going to be successful. Because with mm. Jesus, anything is truly possible. But another right. thing they say, who, the Jesus that he speaks of, because they didn't even know, yeah. not only did they not know right. natural, they didn't know Jesus. They didn't right. He said, we're coming in the Paul, we're coming in the in the name of the, the, the Jesus Paul preaches like, y'all don't preach him. Yeah. <laughs> you so know, like, 
there's no yeah. personal this personal relationship is so important you know so mm. i agree yeah absolutely and so going into our next question we have what is the story what is your story if you could give some sort of your story your testimony maybe backstory of who what has made you to be who you are today oh man that's our that's a talk about deep waters oh man perfect um, podcast <laughs> i know <laughs> Um, honestly, you know, I've been more comfortable with sharing this part of my life anyways, so I'm not a stranger to it, but honestly, uh, my testimony, uh, I grew up in church. Most people have, but, um, you know, growing up, my parents weren't in church. Uh, they were divorced. And so, you know, I, I mainly, uh, understood what it meant to be apostolic by way of my Nana, uh, which is my dad's mom. And, uh, you know, just went to church, did everything that I could do. Um, it was more or less, uh, I didn't really have much of a relationship with God, but, you know, growing up, my nana always taught me who to call on when I needed him. So, you know, kind of just floated through my teenage years, went through a lot. Um, and then, you know, became an adult. And this is where the, the deeper waters part comes and, and kind of connects to how I even got started in my ministry is just, um, you know, as, as many young people do, they get in relationships and, um, you know, everything was cool. Everything was fine. And at that, there was a certain point of our relationship where I was, um, getting ready to graduate from college. And so I was like, you know, what are we going to do? You know, cause I, I, I moved away for college. And so I was like, you know, the next city I'm in is the next city I'm going to stay. So, you know, what are we going to do? And so, for whatever reason, love or otherwise, we decided to get engaged. And uh, we were engaged for about a year and a half. And two months before the wedding, it got called off. And uh, it was devastating. Devastating. Um, that was about three or, you know, three years ago, a little bit, a little bit over three years. And uh, the first year, I always tell everybody, the first year I was distraught, I was depressed. I wasn't living for God the way that I should have. Uh, the second year is when I um, moved back home to Sacramento. You know, I, it was funny because I actually had asked God. I was like, all right, Lord, uh, if you really want me to move back home to Sacramento, you're going to have to open a door. And sure enough, a week later, I got a call for a job I didn't apply for. And that was like right before COVID hit. And so... Job I didn't apply for. That wasn't a sure sign from the Lord. I don't know what was. So I uh, accepted the job. It was great. Uh, worked with um, unsheltered youth, but homeless youth for a while. And um, once COVID hit, I mean, the church was shut down. It was like there wasn't, it was online. If you weren't already involved in ministry before then, you know, there was really no wiggle room for you to do anything within the, the four walls of the church, you know? Um, sure, especially in California. Yeah. They was not playing any sort of game. Mm -hmm. yeah. We were I mean, locked It was bad in down. Ohio, too. Like, really, especially when it first hit, it was bad everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I know yeah. California is like, don't even try it. <laughs> right. No, yeah, San Francisco yeah. right now is like, if you're not vaccinated, don't even try to come. So yeah, I, we're really strict out here um but i i remember 
one day in my room and it's funny god had given me a dream and in the dream i would you know, he woke me up and it was about half awake half asleep and i remember i rose up and in my hand was a book and from that book there was a very bright shining light and i remember saying within myself that it was the most beautiful thing i had ever seen and from the book there were words that were being deposited like within like me or like my soul or my heart. And then the book closed and then I went back to sleep. And I remember waking. It's like, I I don't, that's not my thing. I don't, I don't dream. So it was definitely random and it was weird for me, but Mm -hmm. certain things like that, you just know. And, um, you know, God had given me the, the revelation of that dream. It pretty much the revelation from that or the interpretation was just that, that's how he was going to speak to me from here on out. And so, you know, I pretty much determined within myself that if the Lord were to come, he wasn't going to catch me not working. He wasn't going to catch me not doing anything for him. Um, you know, despite everything that I had went through with the relationship and, and going through depression and all that, I had decided that the Lord was the only one that I can cling to in this time. And so from there, I just started reading my word and really allowing the word to, you know, take root in my heart and started, you know, recording things on Instagram, recording different Bible studies, and then, you know, got the desire to start a podcast and it just has gone on from there. So that is awesome. And and I'm (laughs) that's just such an interesting story I I can only imagine you know when you talked about like the heartbreak part especially Mm. you know just talking about that whole journey also I do have a quick question I know you mentioned Mm. your Nana so like was did you have like family in your lineage that were like previously in church yeah and then it was just like just kind of right before it got to you it's like oh that kind of doesn't matter type thing or yeah I mean I you know I have uh, family members, you know, in, in our faith that, you know, our preachers, pastors, you know, my cousin, he pastors a church in Chowchilla, Los Banos, Gustine, like, so we, you know, we have a lot, our, our section, we have sections over here in California. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. We so have I'm, yeah. oh, that's it. Okay. So you guys get it. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah. we just had actually last night, we just had section four prayer and it was good to be able to see family at that section mm-hmm. four. Like, I'm talking great uncle, great aunts, um, you know, my, you know, my dad's first cousins, like just stuff like that. So definitely have family, you know, in the apostolic faith. It's just once it got to my dad, it, you know, he, you know, our parents have their own lives and he was doing what he was doing for a while and love my dad. Great man. Just wasn't living for God at the time, you know, and then when I was like. I think my, you know, every Sunday my nana would always tell me, go ask your dad if he wants to come to church. Go ask your dad. And I would always ask my dad. He's a Raiders fan, so Sunday was football for him. And oh. one Sunday I caught him on a, on a good day, and he came to church, and God revealed him with the Holy Ghost, and he never looked back. So, Amen. What a, yeah, it's, it's powerful. That, that, that's good. Though. I mean, not mm-hmm. that's good. I'm so glad that, you know, he's back you know yeah where he needs to be almost like restoring the lineage but really from what it it sounds like is uh, you had a i just i have decided moment like Mm -hmm. if your parents weren't in it like that you had to decide like i mean 
really you need to decide even if your parents are in it because you can just kind of be floating in it but like you had Mm -hmm. to have your own like you really had Mm -hmm. to outside of your Mm -hmm. nana i i have to decide do i want to serve them but i guess this kind of segues right into the next question as far as your ministry and the message podcast i know you said you actually have been having a lot of dreams and stuff like that is that exactly why it got called the message podcast but i mean that's it makes kind of sense but also like what is what is the message podcast what is your ministry how exactly did that come about well it really so as far as the the podcast it was really a desire that god had placed in me after um posting a lot on instagram so once i had that you know dream i had that revelation that all right lord i'm going to i'm gonna if this is how you're going to speak to me because that's what the lord told me this is how if you want answers, you need to go on that book. And we all know that, but it was, you know, personal revelation. So once I had determined that, um, I started putting Bible studies on my Instagram, started recording them in my apartment, you know, and then the Lord had put the desire to start a podcast. And I was like, Lord, how am I going to start a podcast? I don't have no resources to do that. And then realized it wasn't as hard as I thought, you know, to at least get it started. And so, um, started to record podcast episodes. I had support from friends to kind of push it out and and get people to, to listen. And, um, so that was really, it was really encouraging just to have people who, you know, believe in the godly desires, you know, that you have, um, because we need that, you know, we need support. Um, and then from there, it was funny, it's funny because to go to the, how I called it the message podcast. So, I remember I was like, all right, Lord, you want me to start a podcast? Well, what do you want me to name it? And, and people don't even think sometimes to go to God with the little details of, you know, whatever, you know, idea or as something as small as a title or whatever. You know, I was like, Lord, you know, what do you want me to call it? And I remember going to a Wednesday night service and my pastor was preaching, he was doing a series and, um, I remember the, one of the last things that he said was something along, and I'm not going to butcher it. I'm just going to paraphrase, but uh, something along the lines of we need to uh, preach the message um, being the word of God, but also that Jesus is the message. And I'll have to, yeah, I, I don't know what the exact sentence was, but I remember hearing that and I was like the message podcast. And sure enough, I, I sat on it, I prayed on it, and I just was like, all right, it's the message podcast. And so that's that's kind of how the name came about, but it was really cool. That so is really cool. The message I, I, is yeah. Jesus. <laughs> right, absolutely. That's the, that's the only yeah. thing I'm going to be preaching on that podcast. So. <laughs> that's great. I like, I like how you said that you thought it was going to be like hard to start, but then you found it to be really easy to get starting the podcast. I know we had kind of the same thoughts when we were starting this podcast. Like, it's just going to be so hard, but we actually found out, oh, no, this is easy to start, but now you got to right. maintain it and stay on top of it. So it, it does have its challenges, but it's so easy to start reaching out to this world. And, and that's the point we like to make with so many people is that it's so easy to reach the lost and we need to stand up and be disciple makers. So we love that you pointed that out. And so for the next question... What are some other ministries, maybe at your church or in your community that you're involved in that you do as well, other than the podcast? 
So other than the podcast, um, at church specifically, I'm involved in praise team. Um, so that's something I, I enjoy. And it was hard. Like I said, you know, sometime in the beginning of the podcast, it was really hard to get involved in ministry moving back home from, I went to, moved to Bakersfield for four years and then came back. So it's hard coming back to a COVID world where everything shut down. It's really hard to get involved in a ministry at your church. Um, not that the, not that there wasn't a desire from my pastor for us young people to get involved, but it was just really hard because of the precautions. And so I remember, um, I text our, um, our music director, Sister Williams, and I was like, Sister Williams, like, you know, and this was a little bit before the lockdown. I told her, I was like, I, I really just want to practice with you guys. I'm not asking to, to sing on the platform. I'm not asking to have a mic. I'm not even asking to be in the rotation. All I really want to do is just practice because singing was something that I did when I was a kid. And, but yeah, not to be, you know, boastful about it. It's just as a child, I recognized that I was fairly talented naturally in singing, but because I didn't use it going into my teenage years and in my adulthood, I felt like I lost it. And so I, I just felt discouraged with, you know, trying to join, you know, praise team or anything like that. But then I realized, no, Madison, like if the Lord has given you a gift, if he gave you a gift, you know, before you even born, he ordained you and he, he knew you, he formed you. If he gave you that gift, he didn't take it from you. So that's when I had decided, okay, I need to, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And, and like I said, COVID world, it's really hard or it was really hard to get involved in ministry. Um, but I just had asked our, our music directors, you know, Hey, is it okay if I just practice with you guys? Um, I, as time went on, I was then able to, to finally practice with them. And, and then, um, you know, it was just nice to just get involved and, just be around people, honestly, and, and just have a ton of fun and, and learn so much from everyone who had been doing it a lot longer than I have. And uh, then one Sunday, Sister Williams, she was like, do you want to sing with us? And it's been it's been that way ever since. So it's definitely a blessing. Yeah, so you took some time to practice something that mm-hmm. already... it. I usually, you know, I hear people just kind of hop on, but it, it it seems cool that you took the time to get around the people, and that's something we really need to do with yeah a lot of other ministries. It almost seemed like you counted the cost before yeah. you, you just hop right in. So I can commend you for that, really. But yeah, that is so amazing. So just to talk about your podcast, I know you've had a couple different topics that you talked about that are really interesting i know i've listened to one about despondency and certain other topics how do you really what is like your formula and i know you said the main reason why you want to do this for one is to get the message out or another version of the word Mm -hmm. the bible says jesus is the word so Mm -hmm. you're you're here to talk about jesus obviously but how do you come up with the specific topics as far as specific topics um so typically, you know, every day I'm always in my word every day. Once the Lord told, told me that's how I'm going to speak to you. I mean, granted, the Lord has, you know, as I've grown with the Lord. He's spoken to me in different ways, but I always rely on his word 
to double check, cross-reference, all of that stuff. So I'm in my word pretty much every day. And so while I'm studying, you know, I'll be studying a topic and um, at the end of that, it'll just be, sometimes it's, sometimes it's directly at the end, sometimes it's a few days later, sometimes it's in prayer where the Lord will bring to my remembrance like, hey, I talked to you about that or I want you to, to talk about that on your podcast. Somebody needs to hear it. Um, and so I'll just, you know, get my notes out and I'll put it in a way where I can, you know, relay it and where people can understand it, you know, cause you know, we're writing our own notes, you know, we're studying, it's for us to understand, but not everybody understands Madison's thought process. So I, I definitely right. try to get the Lord's input. Um, so I'll take the time to write it out and, and then I'll record it and, just, you know, pray that it reaches who, whomever the Lord intended it to reach. So it's good. That's I love good. that. So it's that and kind of the same thing what you did with the music. You took you take time before mm-hmm. you did it. You take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people think, you know, it's just something creative. It's just something that mm-hmm. you do. But I, I kind of felt you when you said like sometimes it's just like in prayer and an idea just comes while you're in yeah. prayer. It's like God almost gives you almost a download. Yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. Like, oh, I have this message or something just sticks. Like, you know, the whole message could have been, but it's just that one word, that one sentence, and it's like a whole thing comes out of that. It's like a whole right. separate tab opens up from that. And it's like, oh, this is, I need to focus, hone in on this. Right. I really love that. That is, I, I feel you on that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> And so for this next question, it's kind of like a fun question. We take this time and Cue the music. we try to, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and how many seconds was it, Amani? Do you remember? Cause I know we asked this the last time too. I know we keep forgetting. This is only our third guest, but we somehow forget every time. Um, I think it's five or 10 seconds. Do you remember? It's five. Five. Okay. So you have five seconds to enter this question. So once we're done, after five, hope, just answer as quick and fast as you can. We'll see what you think at the top of your head. Okay, okay. So if you had a Solomon encounter, what would you ask God for? Uh, Four, three, two. I know. Uh, I would ask for discernment. I would ask for discernment. Why would it be well, the reason I, I, I would say discernment is honestly, I mean, even if you think about Solomon, and this is something I actually studied a while ago, um, Solomon, when he asked for wisdom, he was put in the position of not just a king, but a judge. And he had discernment on, you know, other people's matters. I don't know how much discernment he had on his own life. But, you know, in other people's affairs, he was a pretty good discerner, which that came from the Lord. That's a character of God. Um, And so, honestly, I would pick discernment, not just to be able to discern things for other people. And it's going to sound selfish, but my own life. I'm really good at discerning things in other people's lives, but sometimes for myself, it can be hard. And I think that just has to do with flesh and and we know how to kill that. But I think discernment would keep me um, in the perfect will of God. And that's all I could could really ask for, (laughs) being his perfect will. So it's it's good that you actually 
want that? Yeah. <laughs> how many people do we? How many people do we know that are like, I discern for you, I discern for you, and then they live in their life a whole mess. Like, right. <laughs> right. And then you, but they they have something. They have a word for you. I have a divine word for you. You I'm did not so do dead. that. The devil is in that, and they got the devil hanging on their shoulder. And they, right. Right. So for you to be humble enough to see, oh, you know, I I I want discernment, but not just to help others. But like, it, I I really don't think, especially when it comes to the gift of discernment. That it's really selfish to say I want the gift of discernment for when I do ministry with mm-hmm. me. When I not even ministry, but like just for my own life, because so many people claim to have discernment, and I, I, there's mm-hmm. so many people I know who don't even may not even. There's possible like some of these people may not even have the Holy Ghost, but everybody got this gift. Of right, everybody's you, you trying to tell you to what to you no should should do. And everybody has the gift of discernment. They people will literally not believe in any other gift but discernment. Like I, they just got the gift of nosy. Everybody got the gift of discernment, but they they can't see anything. They can't discern any spirit on their life, any spirit that would be leading them. So I really thought that that's interesting. That's something that I don't think that would have been the first thing I know. (laughs) Me and Elijah would say, you know, sometimes (laughs) it might be food. That's the first thing that oh, popped man. up. But we've had a lot of different interesting answers, and I'm glad to see that it's a variety, a nice variety. That's good. Because it's been genuinely different things that people have, and it's it's just interesting. But just to move along, I I want to ask this, just as our disciples, um, uh, not as our disciples, as our podcast <laughs> is about mm-hmm. being fishers of people, pescado meaning fish in Spanish. We mm. want to be fishers of people. We want to be disciples. So I do want to ask you, how would you say that your life is like being a disciple or being like a fisher of people, whether it be in this ministry or at your job or in different opportunities, how would you say your life is being like a disciple? Well, that's a good question. I, I always like to say that um, I don't believe that our ministries, like you just said, are, are confined within just the four walls of the church. Um, it could be in your secular Amen. career, Amen. <laughs> right? Anywhere, like anywhere. And so, um, ultimately, you know, as somebody who's gone the secular route in education and, and, and what I wanted to do with my life, I, I tried to align that with, you know, God's purpose for me and stuff like that. Because at the end of the day, um, I believe that, like I said, the ministry isn't just confined to the four walls of the church that, you know, we, we as Christians need to remember that like God has given us his talents that we can use in our, what we as Christians would call our secular lives or our secular careers. Um, and a lot of that, I know the question was, um, I, my Solomon question was using discernment. And sometimes when you deal with people, sometimes you don't really need discernment. Sometimes you need fruit. Sometimes you need love. Sometimes you need patience, long suffering. And um, especially dealing with the world, people are going through so much. And even at my job, you know, I'll have people just crying on the phone because they don't have resources or nobody's willing to listen to them. 
The Bible calls God our wonderful counselor. And as children, we need to be operating in the character of God and being able to listen to people and not always have something to say, but to be able to have that love and compassion for folks to to, to show them the Jesus that we serve. So Amen. Uh, that's, that's the way that I operate. And that's another aspect of ministry outside of just praise team. It's just what I do in, you know, my educational career and, and work and everything like that. So your life, your lifestyle. So my just, life. Cause yeah. so many, I, how many people do we know that are in ministry and they may, they're, they may be even good preachers. They may be good at doing this and that, but then when it comes time to live that out in normal yeah. life, then it's just like, oh, you know, you're a terrible person. Yeah. And then what does that yeah. what does that mean for your ministry? What does that mean for anything that you do for the kingdom of God? Right. It, I think sometimes we get caught around though. I think we get caught up in the realm of church. Um and and thinking that our rise and fall is whether or not we have a, a seat up on the stage or if we have a pulpit to preach on or if we have the lead mic that Sunday. I think sometimes we we always will find our identity in our gift, not realizing that the Bible says, I can I can speak in tongues of angels, of men and angels, but if I don't have love, I don't have a thing. And so that needs to be translated. And even, you know, just being under my pastor and just certain people of wisdom that have spoken into my life or just have been there to mentor, just, you know, understanding that not everything is um, geared towards the righteous, right? Once right. you have the Holy Ghost, you better be walking in that victory. And that doesn't mean that we don't have it rough. That doesn't mean we aren't down bad at times. It doesn't mean that we don't need encouragement. What that means is you have power. You have dominion over the things that Jesus nailed on the cross. And a lot of what we struggle with, we can bypass by just opening our word and believing the things that we read. Right. The the real the real thing is for out there. Yeah. For the people that don't know the Lord, the people who haven't been serving of those those prodigal sons and daughters who have walked away from the Lord, like those are the people that we need to be spending our time on. Us righteous folks, once we get the Holy Ghost, it's time to go. Don't wait two, three, forty five years to walk in your ministry. It's time to go out there and be on fire, you know? I have, a, I have a girl in my church. Her name's Kyla. She's awesome. Um, she, you know, she she came back to church, and, man, she's out here discipling. When I tell you she's been bringing anybody and everybody who is willing to come to church, that girl has somebody with her almost every Sunday. And it she's, you know, barely understanding, you know, ministry and the things of God. That didn't stop her, you know? And so... But she, it seems like she understands pretty good, though. I mean, there's so many people I've seen that come to church. I mean, I just listened to a podcast. It's The Restorationist, and it was talking about how this dude, this was such a great episode. If you listen to it, they said they couldn't name the person that was the preacher because he works in places where, you know, it's not quite legal to preach the gospel. But, like, this dude, he literally was doing, like, I think $300 of crack per day. Like, his nose was completely destroyed because of how much he was sniffing. 
and stuff like that. And he came to God and literally, supernaturally, his nose fully healed. He was delivered from addiction. And literally, like, six weeks later, he was already preaching and doing dynamic messages. Now he's going all over the world 16 years later. But it started then. Like, it didn't even, it wasn't no, oh, you're going to, you know, sit in here, take this, get this theology degree. Do, no. You, at, the, at the end of the day, you can get a degree in theology. You can do this or that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But how many times do we learn and not practice? Because there's some people who are unlearned. <laughs> but the Bible describes it like that way. You you may be unlearned, but yet you're, you're, you're the one that actually seems to know the best. You're the one that's actually practicing. You're the one that actually is doing what the message is and basically what you what you're saying is you know you don't want to just say the message you want to embody the message you want the message to be inside of you you want to live the message that you know you're not just doing a podcast about it but you're you're living it you're living the word you're, you're living Jesus. like not living you you are not Jesus. i'm not jesus i'm far from jesus <laughs> but you have evidence of him living inside of you. And how many times do we have evidence of a gift, but don't have evidence of the spirit, like the fruits? How many times yeah. are we more worried about the fruits? I mean, the gifts than the fruits. And it's yeah. like, you can, you can bring so many people. You can preach the house down and still end up in hell because you didn't have the fruits. That's right. That's right. And that's crazy because I was just having this conversation where it's, just like the Lord would say, you know, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And it's like, but Lord, I did all these things. The fruit of the spirit is just the character of God. And as children, we need to have the identity of our father. You don't have the identity of your father. Can you really say that you had a relationship with him? You know, and, and relationship. I know sometimes I think in the divide for Christianity is religion versus relationship. And a lot of people don't realize you need both. You need both. Think about it like a normal, just like, let's just say you were getting married, right? Let's just say your wife um, doesn't like when you don't take out the trash, right? Mm -hmm. You know she hates it when you don't take the trash out. Yeah. If you're just doing, if you're just taking out the trash out of obligation, you're not doing it because you love your wife and you want to see her happy. So what does that cause within you? It causes resentment. Every time she says, hey, can you take the trash out? You start to get bitter, like, well, I really don't want to do it. So why are you asking me? And it causes resentment. It doesn't, there's no love, right? Or if you love somebody, you know, but you don't have um, respect for the things that they don't like, then you start doing whatever it is that you want to do. I love you, but I'm still going to text this girl because, you know, that's what I want to do. I love you, though, but I'm going to still do what I want to do. That's the key, what I want to do. And so we have to sometimes, like, like weigh the balance on it's not just religion and it's not just relationship. It's both. So it's perfect what you said. Yes, it, it's it's both. It's a connection. That's that, that that's the thing, though. It's the full message. The gospel literally means a message, but we have to not just say the message. We have to embody the message. And like you said, I really like how you said, focus on the fruits, not just the gifts. That you want both. 
But the thing yeah. is, how do you expect to actually produce in the kingdom when you aren't even producing the basics you're supposed to produce in your own life? Your life is your first ministry. Your connection to God is your first ministry. I know we just did a podcast with Charity Spake um, from California, and we were talking about interceding and talking about that's love, too. Like, yeah. love embodies every commandment. Every commandment. No, that's not saying, you know, I'm a, we're not a worldly love. Like, you know, just I accept everything. That's not what we're talking about. But love, you know, is, you know, I'm, I'm going to show you the Christ and I'm going to do it in love. And even if we disagree, I'm going to do it in love. I'm going to do it the right way. I'm not going to just be rude and cut you off and just straight up, you know, I'm not going to tell you you're going to heaven if you're out here, you know, killing people like oh yeah you know you're good you know god still loves you you know of course you know i'm not saying he does still love you but like there's still consequences you're still telling the truth jesus is the truth he's still truth so you're not lying to people but it's it's the fruit and the gift together you have to have both i really i really love how you highlighted that right absolutely and um so we have another question. Do you have any tips or nuggets of stuff that you could give based off your own life or ministry um, to give to people that are listening to this podcast that you've grown and learned over your time? If there's any tips that you could give. Oh, my goodness. Tips? Mm, it's something that I've been saying, I think, um, a lot now, uh, just in conversation with folks. It's just falling in love with the word of God. Um, I was having a conversation with my pastor last night. Um, and it was actually a pastor and his wife and then Annalise, who I know y'all, uh, did an interview with her. I love her so much, but, um, we were all having a conversation and, um, we were just talking about how, uh, pretty much at the end of the day, um, the word of God how do I say this? We know that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. We know that it is the living word. And I think oftentimes we have a hard time reading it. We know it's living. We know it's supernatural. We know it has all our answers. We have a hard time reading it. It's a tough read. I have people ask me like, you know, where should I start? And as soon as I say the Old Testament, they're like, uh... I don't know if I want to read that, you know, and, and anytime someone asks me like, you know, I want to start reading my word. Where should I start? I always ask them. Well, it, well, I don't really ask them. I really tell them. It really depends on where you are with God. If you're struggling to um, accept the love of God for your life, then I'd tell you to go to the New Testament. If you have uh, leadership qualities and you have a lot of zeal for God, then I'll tell you to read like Jeremiah because if you read Jeremiah, you'll understand what it's like to leave people who don't listen to you. Oh, yeah. you know, so right? It's like there, it really I, just Jeremiah, on where you are with the Lord. And so um, my pastor was talking about how you know he reads this book. So did my pastor's wife, and I was like, I have a hard time actually reading books. Like just regular books. Because growing up, you know, I went from school to school to school, so I never developed those good study habits. And so reading for me is hard. But to answer your question, typically I just say, just fall in love with reading the Word of God. When it becomes personal for you, 
it becomes easier to read. And I always say, if you go into your word with intentionality and saying, all right, Lord, I need something from you, or just help me understand. And you flip that Bible open. It doesn't even have to be anywhere specific. You flip that Bible open. God will show you how real it is. And so if I could give tips, it's just be be intentional about reading your word. Um, always have something to write with, like, you know, yes. a journal, anything. Because you never know what God's going to say. You never know what he's going to highlight. I heard something recently. I'm going to get this wrong. But it's like, if you want to if you want to hear the voice of God read you want to know the voice of God read your Bible if you want to hear his voice read it out loud and so I say like be intentional read your word out loud meditate that David said that he's going to meditate on that word day and night if you're stuck on a scripture just think about it use uh, Merriam-Webster I love using Merriam-Webster whenever I need to define a term especially for people that we aren't love definitions good here, at Greek always. and Hebrew and Aramaic. <laughs> uh, Merriam-Webster is really good at defining terms. Um, so just be intentional, have something to write with, and set aside the time, and God will show up. So I really love how you – like, it is a message, and it uh, you have to treat it like it is a living word. And a lot of times people are like, I want to hear – if you – Here's here's how I'll say it. If you, God is not speaking to you, if you're not reading the Bible. Absolutely. Now, now, now let me let me stop there. He, you may have a little Damascus moment where it's like mm-hmm. turn around, but God is not. <laughs> God is not telling you all this great. In your relationship with God, you need the word. Yes, because that's really where it starts, and then that's also how you know it's the Spirit, even God, because it could be something else. Absolutely. I mean, even you can even trick your heart can even can trick yourself like your heart. If you know, if you even had a relationship with God, your heart is deceitful. You're, you can even mentally think up and conjure up something and convince yourself it's God when he didn't say that. And right. one easy way I know I heard this in a message is everything, whether it came from the Holy Ghost, whether it was your thought, whether it was from another spirit, whether it was from somebody else, take that thought captive into the word not you take every thought captive because even if it came from the holy ghost and you take it to the authority of the word it's not going to mean anything because it still lines up it's still going to line up but if it's something else you that's why it's so important that you know that word and then sometimes you're not you're going to feel like you didn't get a word you didn't you don't have a word so go look for it go look for it i know elijah he he had told me a little bit about a sermon talking about looking for the word i don't I don't know if you remember what exactly it was about. I think it was using the passage uh, where Jesus called someone a dog. And oh, that's do a, you that's remember? A I know exactly what story. Do you remember about. what like the message of, on that one was about? Uh, no, I, I forget that one, but I, I know you know. There's so many times in the Bible we we take it. We have to make sure what we're paying attention to. And yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember that specific instance. Oh, it it was um, they were wanting to equate that to how we need to read the Bible because she didn't get what she wanted the first time. She didn't get what she wanted the first time, but she kept asking. So, oh, I, I kind of got something. Let, let me keep going. Let me keep going with faith, with belief. So you may flip your Bible open and be like, 
Oh, this song is Solomon's. It's not what I needed. Yeah. And keep looking. <laughs> and keep looking at numbers. And you're like, Lord, I don't really know what. That's a kilopathic calf. That's not what I needed today. Okay, let me <laughs> go somewhere else. Go to your concordance if you have to. You don't have to. You don't have to random flip. Yeah. You could look up keywords. We also have the Bible app. If that works better, if you need that. There's so many different. Just open the word. Open the word. Yeah. Read the word. Read the message. Now, I don't know about the message translation. That's up, that's up to you. But <laughs> I always, you know, it's crazy. People that are new to reading the Bible, I'm going to be honest, I don't always tell them to read other translations. And the reason why is because I don't want people getting in the habit of not allowing the Holy Spirit to provide the revelation. Because at the end of the day, the New King James Version and all that, the NIV, those are really, really good translations if you need a little reference, you need to double check. But sometimes they say it in a way that isn't necessarily the way that the King James says it. So it's a little, you're like, "Mm, okay, you know. So I say, don't be afraid. It's like going to the gym. When you go to the gym, lifting them weights, it's going to be hard. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes to add on extra weight. So if you start reading the King James Version and you practice understanding and taking your time with the word, just like you're saying, like, you know, sometimes you don't always get it off firsthand. That's why you meditate on it and not be discouraged when God doesn't give you that answer right away. You might be reading Song of Solomon for three weeks before God says anything, you know? Yeah. But and sometimes God will do it intentionally to see how hungry you are for him. And so I, I I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. It's just about like, you know, just take your time with the word and just like chew on it and meditate on it. And how much more valuable is it when you search so hard and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. because when you if the interpretation and it's different, you know, if you try to prepare a message, you need to know what you're talking about. But even right. then, it's good to rely on the Holy Ghost, because I really like how she compared it to the gym, because there's, you know, free weights where it's like you kind of have to have some sort of knowledge or even a spotter to help you. And then there's the machines where it's like it's already there for you, but it doesn't work at the same exact way. It's still good. There's nothing wrong with it. But you might get a lot more if you really just do the free weights. But right. I, I would almost say like the Holy Ghost could be like that spotter. You couldn't do this without help from the Holy Ghost. But then right. it comes out of nowhere, you know, and it helps you out, you know, and it, it builds different muscles that you could not build otherwise. It, it forces you to rely on God to help you to understand, to get that revelation, yeah. to get that wisdom, to get that knowledge. So I really love the way you said that, even for new people, because I know a lot of people are just like, oh, get this translation and eventually work your way. Like, no, yeah, you, yeah. you, if lot, you yeah. that forces you to start your relationship with God, a prayer life, because yeah. Yeah. that's honestly what works best for me too. It's not even, most of my understanding didn't come from the fact that I actually understood what the word was when I first read it. It's when I prayed on it. And then it meant that right. much more than just reading it in the ESV and the Amplified and NLT, you know, get the Holy Spirit translation. (laughs) So the HG, man, I'm just saying like it, you're right. There's, I use different translations, you know, uh, when necessary, but sometimes just, just try it out. 
just try out the King James. I know it's scary, but let's try it out. And it'll make sense. All right. So next up, I want to ask you if you were a philosopher, so philosopher Ladoza or anything like that, what would you say your life philosophy would be? I don't even think I said your last name right, Lozada. <laughs> I said Ladosa. <laughs> Maybe it's just oh. a bougie philosopher name. <laughs> Ladosa. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, my life philosophy, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm, that's a good one. Because that is my testimony. That's my life. Um, I wouldn't have... I'll say this. There are certain things. Let me go back. When Moses uh, was at the burning bush, he said, who do I tell the Israelites? Sent? Like, who do I say that sent me? And God says, I am. Mm-hmm. We have so many different titles for God. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, uh, Almighty God, Yahweh. We have all these names for him. Um, and we have all these ways that God can be something in our lives. Some of us, um, are not me personally, but some people didn't grow up with a father. So God is that, that step in that father figure for them. Some people didn't grow up with X, Y, Z. And so that's who God is. Some people needed a healer and that's who they know God to be. That was a personal revelation of who God was in their life. And for me, there have been so many instances I'll just give you guys a quick testimony. Um, last year, I um, I left my job working at um, Wind Youth Services, which out here is a is a nonprofit that services homeless youth in Sacramento. So I left my job there because I felt that God, you know, maybe op- may have been opening a door for me uh, to go into education. And I was doing that for a while. And three months into it, I remember I was listening to this message by um, Chris Green. Mm. And um, somewhere in the message, he was like, yeah, you know, me and my wife, you know, we, we picked up our things and we started our ministry, you know, in such and such place. And I remember in my head hearing a voice that said, quit your job and start your ministry. And I was like, no. You're like, ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how much rent is since I grew up? No. <laughs> And I remember like just going about the rest of my day and three days later I lost my job. And I was like <laughs> He said he said you gone quit this job. <laughs> I was like, Okay, so I remember I was like, Well, what am I gonna do? Cause I have a car note, I have a this, I have a that. And I remember I was like, I don't want to go on unemployment, God. Like, I don't want to do that, you know, because I don't know. I just really didn't want to. I guess I was just being prideful. But, um, you know, I ended up having to go on unemployment and everything like that. But I was making, you know, the the same amount that I was making at that job. So I was still being able to take care of, like, my rent and, like, all this other stuff. And then a month after that, got into a car crash and totaled my car. And I didn't have a car. I had no job and no car. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do now? And 
And so I remember like stressing out. I didn't know what I was going to do. My dad let me use his car because he had a truck. And so I was just sitting in my home, not, you know, relying on the government to like pay my rent. And like, I was just sick. I was sick to my stomach. And I remember just having a sense of peace after time. Like I'd say like a month. I just had this weird, weird sense of peace. The passive understanding. I didn't, I like, I just woke up one day and I just did not worry. And that, and from June 2021 to August 2021, I truly learned what it meant when they say Jehovah Jireh, God is my provider. Mm. Because I learned not to worry about tomorrow because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And because I went through that short little season, if you will, of learning that, now I literally don't worry about stuff. I could be at my last dime and I'm just like, Lord will figure it out. I, you know, as long as I'm faithful, God will, God will figure it out. And sure enough, every single time I am never, ever without. And so it's just, it's just another, it's another level or another, you know, um, step that I've taken in my relationship with God where I can truly have like a matured peace or like matured joy, you know? And so uh, that's just like one out of many things, but that's something that I've learned the most about like, just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Even when I shared you guys my testimony, uh, just with what happened with my relationship, you know? I had to go through a season where I was on, there was a season of silence from God, a whole year where I didn't say anything to me. And I prayed on my face every single day for an answer and he wouldn't speak to me. But in those uncomfortable seasons, God completely changed my perspective. One, one scripture that I really, really like to use when I, when I say get comfortable with being uncomfortable is Jeremiah 29, 11. Now, Everybody misinterprets this scripture. They misinterpret what God is really saying. If you go to Jeremiah chapter 28, what's really happening is Israel is getting ready to go into like 70 years of captivity because once again, they transgress and they're doing what they, you know, always do. And uh, the Lord was like, all right, look, I'm going to allow, I believe it was Babylon to come take you in and they're going to, you're going to be in captivity. And I want you to you know, take wives, I want you to plant gardens, I want you to get comfortable. And don't listen to these false prophets that are trying to tell you that this isn't me. Mm. This is me. That's why he says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, because I'm allowing this Mm -hmm. for a reason to teach you something. And so once I received that understanding, I was like, man, these are, everything has to go through the hand of God. The good, the bad, the ugly. Otherwise, how am I how am I gonna believe Romans eight twenty eight if I can't understand that all things work together for good, you know, yeah. to them that love God. So it's it's tough. Don't get me wrong, I don't wanna be uncomfortable, but hey, so just gotta learn. That is such an amazing testimony. And I really like where you said like just getting uncomfortable comfortable with being uncomfortable because you were talking about the different titles. I don't, I don't remember specifically if God gave those titles or they gave the titles to God because he didn't really, he's, it says multiple times he didn't actually reveal his name, but he said, I am, fell in the right. blank. You know, right. I am 
who I am. <laughs> like, you got to figure it out. And in these uncomfortable situations, Abraham, he's about to sacrifice. I mean, every time this happens, something like almost just about traumatic happened. And then I was like, oh, wait, God is a provider. God is peace. God is this. God is that. So we're going to call him God this, God that. It was in that uncomfortable place that they learned to be comfortable with God. And this was before the comforter even dwelt within us. Right. Yeah. It, it's in that uncomfortable okay. place. So if you're in that season right now and you're listening to this, just know you might just be <laughs> a little bit around the corner to knowing something about God that you didn't know yet. Right. I, I, and you may not even be living your life completely right, but you, you're on the verge of hearing something, understanding something about God, not everything about your life. You know, I, I like to say, you know, it's the moment that you understand that you're not going to understand everything, that you start to understand God. You start to understand how God works. Not You'll never fully understand him. Yeah. You start to understand yeah. why you need to lean on him, not your own understanding, not your own wisdom, but the wisdom from God, because that's when you start to realize that you can you can rely on him. Like you can lean on him. He's not going to drop you, even if it feels like you dropped your job, you dropped your car, you dropped everything else. But as long as you got God, you got out all you need. Um, but uh, I want to let you go ahead and say a closing prayer for this podcast. Uh, I don't know how comfortable you are with praying, but I know you, you've been kind of preaching this whole podcast. So I'm pretty confident, you know. just come together, you know, on this God Lobo's podcast, Lord God, and just be able to talk and uh, just fellowship with one another and, and really just learn from one another, Lord God. And, uh, we just thank you, Lord, and we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace, God. We thank you, Lord, that as young people, we have a relationship with you. God, that there was something in our lives that was a turning point for us where we were just really able to accept the call, Lord God, over our lives, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Lord, for the listeners, Lord God, for anybody that's maybe going through something, maybe who hasn't had a personal revelation of who you are to them yet. Uh, maybe they don't even know you at all, God. Uh, maybe they're struggling with wondering, what does God really have for me? Lord God, we pray that this podcast and every other podcast that they come across, Lord God, that preaches truth, that preaches the name of Jesus, that preaches salvation, God, that they are able to truly get a revelation of who you are to them, Lord God, in a personal way that they would never forget, Lord God, that they would be able to build an altar, a memorial to remember this is where God showed up and showed out in my life. God, we thank you and love you. And we just praise you for all that you are and all that you do. In Jesus, mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That was so good. And before I hand it over to Elijah, I just want to let you give your final words, plug. If you want to let us know what you're doing in the future, give a plug for your podcast. Tell us about your podcast page on Instagram. You know, give us any last closing remarks, information about how to find your ministry and all that yeah absolutely so just like we said the message podcast um if you want to find me on instagram it'll be the message dot podcast 
Um, you are more than welcome to just go find me. I'm on Anchor, uh, Spotify, anywhere that really has um, uh, Spotify you know stuff on there you'll be able to find me but um just honestly just serving in the kingdom of god is a blessing and uh, i like to to always say that if you know there are any questions or just things that people really just want to know about to dm me that's like so important i love to be able to have a conversation and just talk so uh just to throw that out there if there are any topics or just want to talk i'm there's my plug. <laughs> so yeah, God is God is good, and I'm just I'm just thankful for all the time for all that He's doing. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast today. We're so happy to have Madison on with us, and we hope you receive something just like we felt like we received something today. And make sure that you go follow the Message Podcast and follow us while you do that. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and now Twitter. <laughs> tweet tweet and, yeah and so just make sure that you follow us and we love you guys and we hope you have a great rest of your week god bless god bless amen